1: What's your favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers bass line?
0: Ooh That's, you know I think about that day and night And mm. I probably am just gonna have to go with that song <laughs> Honestly By the way I can't think of any other song that's not I bad. Mean, I'm they,
1: surprised you didn't, you didn't choose a slap pop one there
0: Oh, uh, that's kind of true I should have done that I should have done that should have we, done Well, think pop about it
1: one. Think about it I mean, uh, Naked in the Rain is pretty good
0: Man, he, I, honestly, I gotta be—I gotta be real with you here. I don't think I've listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers on the reg in <laughs> 15 years. Oh, gotcha. Maybe, no! It's gotta be more than that. What? What year is it? You can't think. Where of what, am I? Who am
1: I? You, c- you could have <laughs> said. You could have said Higher Ground. That's a good baseline. Oh, Higher Ground is a good one. Because he's kind of you know. You're
0: right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. By the way, are we already recording? We sure are. Oh, man. <laughs> you did it to me again.
1: Ah, ah. Gotcha. We're all full of tricks and surprises here on g 4 a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. It is back. I, Adam and John. I don't think we've said our names in a very long time.
0: We so. did it on the last one. Did we? Oh, thank God. Although you introduced yourself as John. <laughs> That's right. This is to confuse you a little bit. <laughs> and we are back. Oh, this Once again, is so good. With another music review, mm-hmm. this time around, with an album review for Matt Beringer's first solo album. Ooh. Lead singer of The National.
1: Yes, that's me. <laughs>
0: Serpentine Prison is named the
1: album. Yeah, and also, I will say, we did listen to the new Aw Texture album. Mm-hmm. But that was my first A Texture album I've ever listened to. <laughs> so, <laughs> I really enjoyed the album, but... I was thinking maybe I need a little more context behind the artist and their work to kind of appreciate this album. So John and I are workshopping a new little segment here where we start at the beginning. Let's go back, back to the beginning.
0: Where I was we, half expecting you to start serenading me there.
1: Yeah, I kind of did. Yeah, a little bit. It worked a little bit. If you kept on going, I wouldn't have mind. Let <laughs> the rain fall down.
0: <laughs> sings it. You know I'm terrible at this. Who, oh. who sings it? Hilary Duff. Oh. Why, why would I know that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so kind of taking
1: an electronic artist and kind of starting from the beginning. I'll come up with a clever punny name for it. But basically, John will educate you and the listener on the artist it's themselves and the work we listen to.
0: And I can already think of some great guess that we can have on that podcast too yeah we can do some like
1: you know anything from Aphex twin to daft punk to come on say it uh, of course come on Nah, i don't think we'll do this one i don't oh. think they're very influential and no one no. in the, this podcast likes them they're called boards of canada Ooh. no one likes them right oh right John? You, Adam <laughs> <laughs> just kidding of course we'll do boards of canada maybe we'll start there first
0: Hey, I, w- I would love Maybe that.
1: Maybe let, let John <laughs> off his chain first. You know, let him really explore the space. Get into it. Uh, who's your favorite board of Canada?
0: <laughs> you really caught me off guard there. <laughs> well, Adam, technically oh. it's two members, two brothers. Oh, who's the better brother? <laughs> that, I, that I will not answer.
1: Is it like a Noel Liam? gallagher from oasis situation oh thankfully not oh good they're both nice genuine people they
0: probably wear masks in public uh, probably i would hope so <laughs> excellent good <laughs> okay good not for me mate <laughs> not for me mate
1: oh, i want no bloody mask
0: <laughs> you think the Beatles would have wear masks <laughs> yeah, yeah actually i think they would have
1: <laughs> i okay well this is a good question Uh-oh. all right out of all the four Beatles, which ones would have worn masks I'm going to say everyone, Mm -hmm. but John Lennon. You know what? I was going to say the same thing, too. I feel like Ringo would be like, at first, Ringo would be like, no, man, not for me. This is a party. Peace and love. We just need peace and love. And then he would kind of come to his senses and be like, no, we need masks. Peace, love, and masks.
0: (laughs) Right? (laughs) I wish I I could do a John Lennon impression, but... I just feel like he would just be like, "I'm getting pure air in my room." Like just, <laughs> like he just stays in one room all the time. Just him and Yoko. <laughs> yeah, right. They wear white all the time, we just, just to keep them pure. We just don't come
1: out, man. <laughs> Paul's writing his dumb mask songs. I sit
0: here and talk about war. Well, that kind of went Irish at the end, but. <laughs> I, I think doing Beatles impressions is much tougher than it appears. Yeah. I really think it is. I love the Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox movie. Still haven't seen it. Oh my gosh! I know, I know. You've told me I need to see it. Yeah, and it's on the list. The, so it, it's kind
1: of like a parody of Walk of um, Johnny Cash, Walk Hard, right? Oh, well, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of starts off, you know, with with Dewey Cox, right? His name's Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox? No way. Dewey Cox is another movie. That's another Will Ferrell movie, I feel like. Get get your Will Ferrell movie straight, I man. Guess. Come on. No, it is Dewey Cox. I'm pretty sure. Whatever. Anyway, he starts <laughs> I, off. No, I think you're right. It yeah, is. He starts off like in the Johnny Cash era, and then he goes like to Bob Dylan and kind of funk, and, and this, this, his songs change, and then eventually he goes to India with the Beatles. Ah. And Jack Black is Paul McCartney. Okay. And Paul Rudd is John Lennon. Mm-hmm justin schwartz is george harrison well you have to
0: have justin schwartz there
1: and jason schwartzman is Ringo,
0: and jason schwartzman too. and it's pretty great like you know two two white guys who can grow out long hair yeah pretty much <laughs> there, there you go <laughs>
1: well speaking of two white guys
0: wait, wait we're white what <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why i went I there i don't know why i went there either <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so, so. I guess the coffee is really hitting me right now I think now. so mm, We're Did drinking you extra caffeine in it this time around? Something like that we, we were drinking the
0: Otis coffee
1: That I got from Vesper
0: Well, what do you know? Yeah, Drinking the same coffee back to back That just mm. never happens with you I'm surprised, honestly Yeah, I feel like you get a new bag of coffee Like every day
1: Yeah, this one was pretty good I, I enjoyed it I, I, I'm ready for more you ready for more? Yeah, if you have any coffee suggestions, oh, Cottery Coffee. Speaking of coffee places, just opened a physical location, I believe, off Michigan Avenue. So oh, shout out really to great. Cottery Coffee.
0: Want to get over there? I've had their coffee before.
1: Um, yeah, really- you introduced me to them, I believe. Yeah. yeah.
0: They actually made what they called a Laura Palmer, which is instead of <laughs> a Arnold Palmer, it was. Uh, lemonade and cold brew together. That was really good. Ooh, really, really good. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I, I met with the owner. I'm blanking on her name right now. I apologize, but she was very nice. And we chatted for a little bit and I'm very, very happy to hear that they're opening up their own place. Cause originally at one point they were kind of just opening up pop-up shops and different locations. Yeah. So that's really good to hear. Thank you for bringing that up.
1: It's very exciting. Growing coffee scene never ends, which is a great thing.
0: It's a great, I think Orlando is a great spot for coffee. It is. It really is. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <sighs> that was beautiful. It was good. Good Good little sipping time. We didn't rehearse that.
1: No, we did not. <laughs> we, we practiced our sips sips off mic.
0: <laughs> I think it was just like a Pavlovian response where we started talking about coffee and we knew we had to have a sip of coffee. My
1: hand is just constantly like on my cup.
0: Like it's like a magnet. Like
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great stuff. Great, great stuff. Very happy for them. We'll, we'll definitely have to go over there and give a shout out to them. Definitely. I want a free drink. I need to go over there. <laughs> oh, wait. They're doing free drinks?
1: Well, they were doing a like a contest on Instagram, mm. kind of leading up to the grand opening, and I shared their story, and I want a free drink. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So maybe I will try that. Laura Palmer.
0: You see, I've been so bad at keeping up with social media Do lately. Do they give
1: it to you in a plastic cup? Because it's wrapped in plastic
0: (laughs) Wrapped in plastic (laughs) She's dead Wrapped in
1: plastic
0: (sighs) Oh, It's so perfect Were you the one who showed me
1: Can I say my favorite thing One of my favorite things about Twin Peaks is When David Lynch left And they were like you know We can do weird stuff like David Lynch Let's turn someone into a doorknob That's what David Lynch would do (laughs)
0: and then i love how mark frost was like you know what let's start just getting into a whole subplot about aliens <laughs> and david lynch comes back for the third season and is like no it's I, very funny <laughs> the way that they work like mark
1: mark frost is very like allegorical and he'll like try to put in like stories
0: and stuff and david's like sure you can think it means that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah david lynch comes along and is like you know what this old character is no longer human instead he is a branch <laughs> <laughs> i
1: am the arm
0: that that was creepy wasn't it that? that was very weird we might
1: not have, have like a twin peaks discussion day oh i'd be all about
0: that yeah all about that i mean we talk about it enough like twin peaks and seinfeld I are mean, like two things we talk about do the you time.
1: recognize this cup at all that I'm drinking out of?
0: No. Ah. What is it?
1: Oh, excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that was well,
0: terrible. Is that the first time you burped on
1: Mike? I think so. It just kind of rolled out. Um, This is a, I guess, replica of one of the coffee mugs from the RR Diner. What? Not the RR Diner, but, I mean, it's like a, you know, they printed it somewhere and whatnot. Wow. I got it on, online. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I uh, like it a lot. Yeah. It's like this it's like a kinda of tiny glass, but it's like narrow and tall and like a like a goldish brown
0: color. I guess the mm. best way to describe it, but that's beautiful. It's kind
1: of like a tall short glass.
0: I like it. Thanks. I like it. It's and it's very you too. Like you have unique things like that.
1: Thanks. It's heavy, got a nice feel. Yeah. Take like take here, grab the handle, take it on, on a spin here.
0: Oh oh yeah, I do like heavy handles. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean not that I have too many experience with heavy handles, but just feeling it right there. It's like, oh yeah, I like that.
1: <laughs> well, once you have one, you'll never go back.
0: <laughs> anyway, what were you saying before I rudely interrupted you? No, you're okay. I was, <laughs> I was just going to say that you were the one who showed me the Twin Peaks, I think it was a Christmas song, where they did the 12 Days of Christmas. Oh, but with, yeah. Like, clips from the show. Yeah, that was bizarre. (laughs) And one Laura Palmer wrapped wrapped in plastic. plastic.
1: (laughs) One girl dead, wrapped in plastic. (laughs) Fellas, don't drink that coffee. There was a fish in the percolator.
0: (laughs) I I want to see you recreate a lot of Jack Nance stuff. I just feel like (laughs) you would do such a good job with it.
1: Oh my God, (laughs) I would love to.
0: And, and you need to see Wild at Heart. You need, you need to see it. I saw it for the first time recently, and I just he absolutely it? loved it. Oh, yeah, he's in it. Yeah. It's pretty much like, I think it came out in 1990, which was... When right I was ar- born. Was right around Twin Peaks premiered? I can't remember when Twin Peaks premiered. 92? Was it 92? Something like that. Okay, so around there. So it was, either way, same time period. A lot of people from Twin Peaks are in that. so. I don't nice. want to say much more. Okay. All all I'm gonna say is is that you're gonna love Nicolas Cage in it. Oh, I bet. <laughs> all right. So we've been kind of diverting off the path here. That's all good. But that's that's what we do. You know, it's all about the f- camaraderie. It's all about the bromance. But now it's about sad music. songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right. Sad songs. <laughs> it is a big shift in momentum there. Yeah. Going from like talking about Twin Peaks to. Talking about Matt Barron. Is it Beringer? Beringer, yeah. Beringer. The lead singer of The National, as previously mentioned. This is his first solo album. And Adam, I think before we kind of dive right into talking about this album, I think we need to address that if you're not familiar with The National, they're very much a hmm what's the best way to describe them
1: they're indie rock indie dad indie rock staples I see.
0: see i knew you they kind of started you know name.
1: in the early 2000s you know kind of as the strokes and the killers and you know those kinds of bands were getting bigger and kind of having a more mellow kind of somber kind of alternative music to the yes. mix if you will where if Matt has a very baritone kind of singing like this, and almost like poetry, it just kind of like flows.
0: Yeah. It's definitely good millennial music, because the music that they do kind of really relates to, you know, life in your late 30s. Yeah, just
1: kind of growing up and <laughs> The malaise things. of life. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> Relationships on the rocks. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, just... Just being mad at your spouse all the time. Uh, All all really happy stuff. You know, (laughs) staying
1: inside your apartment in uh, the apocalypse.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's
1: kind of happening now, now, isn't it? Wow, look at that.
0: You know what? I didn't think about that, but you're right.
1: Stay inside
0: until somebody finds us. (laughs) Do whatever the TV tells us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I didn't think about that until now. That's yeah. that's smart observation there.
1: And also, too, shout out to Travis, who introduced me to The National. I had never heard them before until he showed me.
0: Friend of the show? Friend of the show.
1: Thanks, mm. Travis. Hope mm. you're well.
0: So, yeah, like I said, this is his first solo album, which is kind of comes at an interesting time, not just because of COVID and everything like that, but just because it seems like this album is coming up right after a more... What's the best word to use? Like, th- th- it was an album where they were trying to change things up.
1: Yeah. So after they released an album called Sleep Well Beast in 2017, which kind of had a lot more electronic mm-hmm. styles and kind of feels, um, different instruments that n- normally were in the band. Um, we should also mention too that is it Matt Beringer's brother or cousin?
0: I thought it was his brother.
1: <sighs> I think you're right. Anyway, he helped co-produce Taylor Swift's new album Folklore. So, as the band has kind of evolved, you know, from that time period, it's just interesting to see where the sound and style are going. Um, the Nationals' last latest album was called "I Am Easy to Find," and I believe we did review that,
0: and yes, both did. of us
1: weren't too big fans of it. It yeah. kind of was underwhelming for a national album. And it was just very long
0: and kind of sloggy to get through. It, it, it was. It wasn't a unenjoyable listen.
1: Yeah, it was just like not one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, they were they were definitely, like I said, trying new things. They had featured artists on there. They did a collab with um, Alicia Vikender, the actress, too, yeah. as well. So they were trying to like almost make this something fresh for them which i don't blame them for doing
1: yeah and you know it's kind of just cool to see that evolution going from that to taylor swift and now you know matt's doing his own stuff so it'll be interesting to see what the next national album will sound like and who will even be on it too because i'm sure they're getting more recognition and name out there because folklore was really good
0: yeah and and i think this as a solo album i think it's difficult when you have an artist that you're so well and dated, yeah, going from their regular band doing their own thing. It's tough to separate what they're doing as a solo artist and what they did with the band,
1: and that was my biggest probably problem with this album
0: because it just sounded like a national album it thank you <laughs> i'm I'm so glad you were gonna say that exact same thing because I was thinking the exact same i mean thing. it's kind of similar to
1: like the Tom York album. It's like. You take what works in Radiohead and you do it to your own solo stuff. Where, like, you know, Radiohead does have a lot of electronic elements to it. You know, Tom was able to separate the rock part from it, you know, and kind of make his own thing with the sound. But I feel like Matt just kind of took what he was comfortable and familiar with and just kind of expanded upon it. Mm-hmm.
0: I I also think to this go around, he's trying to create. More ballads, more songs that you could sing along with. Yeah, the songs are definitely much more open-ended from a mm-hmm. lyrical sense. It seems like he's not trying to. What's, what's, what's the best way to describe it? So it's like you take s- songs from any of his earlier stuff with the National, and you pretty much just try and pare them down a little bit more.
1: Yeah, these are kind of stripped-down National songs. Yes,
0: exactly. And I don't know if that really plays to the strength of this album because I kind of felt like, okay, I needed I needed something a bit more yeah. from the lyrics anyway.
1: I feel like he would have benefited if he kind of did like a... Have you ever listened to The Boatman's Call by Nick Cave? Yes. Yeah, I feel like he would benefit if he did some like that kind of album. Okay. Like Kind of like a jazz, like stripped back, kind of more focused on poetry. Kind of thing, because I feel like if he's trying to write like pop songs, it just doesn't work. Kind of thing, especially if he's just gonna copy what he's doing in the national. You know, like he needs a different angle. If you're gonna go solo, right? Yeah. Like you need a different angle to it. You know what I mean? Like and keep, the presentation
0: is definitely more laid back too.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's look look at the album cover. He's just like, you know, waiting for his cappuccino latte to be ready at Starbucks <laughs> here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. He's probably a great guy.
0: Either that, or he's waiting for a table at the Macaroni Grill. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm. You know, I know. I say it all the time. But you and I are in the same same wavelength here. It just kind of feels like he's not really trying anything new, which I'm not necessarily against. I I don't. My ultimate judgment on this album isn't that. Oh, it's not as good as the National but it definitely feels so tied to the national. I feel like just
1: because he has the other bandmates who are clearly skilled musicians and know kind of what they're doing to help maybe you know guide the sounds, you know. Yeah. I feel like when Matt's just doing it it's kind of like okay, we can kind of do it like this cuz I know this kind of works, you know. There's not a lot of differentiation that puts this in a, in a national song.
0: Yeah, it's hmm, what's what's the bit be- what's the really key way to describe this a uh, safe yes it's very safe thank you you i listen to this album and and sometimes the lyrics just feel like almost pastiches of what he has written before yeah kind of yeah which is disappointing coming from him especially since he's had some very memorable lyrics in some of his other songs it's not that they're out and out bad by any stretch of the imagination no they're just
1: kind of like there you know if, if if this was his first solo album i don't know if i would be like impressed like if we never heard of him before but enough critiquing right now was there any positives to this
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it sounds like we're being pretty down no, on we're this just album just
1: having a conversation here just be just because uh we're harsh and it's mellow doesn't mean we're uh necessarily didn't enjoy it or anything we're just we're just talking it's all good it's, a, it's called grounds for discussion not uh negative nancy's i guess i don't know
0: i i think the production values on this is probably the real highlight of the album and the aspect that i enjoyed the most i feel like
1: it's just like you know in this day and age like anyone can make music sound really good you know and it's I'm sure he has his own home studio and stuff like that. And I'm sure he recorded most of this in quarantine. So like, yeah, I definitely agree.
0: Yeah. Booker T Jones is the producer on this album and he's able to make really lush sounds with the instruments here. It, it, all, it honestly, actually, it was kind of beautiful at points.
1: Yeah, yeah. The instrumentation is beautiful on yeah. some of these songs.
0: Absolutely agree. Like Matt Beringer is able to bring in some great musicians here. I also really appreciated a uh, feature from Gail and Dorsey on here too on the song Silver Springs. Mm. It was really a welcome addition, just because I felt like okay, we we need something in the mix here to kind of liven this up a bit more. Yeah. I, I, and I do think that, like, the key songs, like One More Second, the third track on this album, again, it's maybe not the strongest lyrically that you'll ever hear from Matt Beringer, but it still has a strong hook. Yeah. And I definitely appreciated the little piano flourishes that uh, complemented the end of the track. So, so there are nice touches. It's not an album that I dislike in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah maybe maybe part of my opinion comes down to the simple fact of you know i just hold him in such high regard because of what he's done before with the national
1: yeah it's hard to you know it's like oh matt's having a solo album it's like it's either gonna be like incredible or just kind of safe and i think you know jumping in our final thoughts i I think it was a very very just kind of safe album not necessarily bad album just you know kind of middle ground and hopefully he'll you know write some more and I'm curious to see what the next national album is going to sound like too.
0: What uh, do you give it?
1: Oh, I would probably give it a, uh, maybe like a download it.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think it's still worth listening to. Oh yeah. Definitely. If you're a national fan. Yeah. Absolutely. If you want to get a
1: copy of the MP3 files, definitely. But I don't know if I'm going to be coming back necessarily a lot to this one, but
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know if I am either. Maybe over time I'll enjoy it more Maybe in the right setting, I'll enjoy it more, too. Yeah. I've I, kind
1: of been trying to listen to more happier music these days. <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> Not that this influenced anything at all. I mean, side music's great, but, you know, this is just like a...
0: It's, it's just so hard. Like, ultimately, my rating doesn't reflect what's come before it, but it, yeah. it does feel like this album is an extension in some ways of what he's done with The National. I agree. I wish he had either kind of gone to a different direction or, to your point... Like Tom York does when he's not with Radiohead, mm-hmm. take the strong, the, the aspects that he's best at and incorporate it into his solo project or really play up the elements that the other band wouldn't do. Right. That's... So I, I just feel like there's just not enough of this album that grabbed me as much as it should. Yeah. And some of that I can't even describe. So.
1: Beautiful. Well, speaking of uh, experimental and different. John, I believe you have a news story you want to talk to us about today.
0: Oh, yes, I do. Because so... <laughs> uh, here at G4D,
1: can I say we are the epitome of keeping up with the trends and being cool. So this trend comes from TikTok, <laughs> where the cool kids hang out,
0: just like you and me, right, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To- totally cool kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this, th- there was an article that was put out on Junkie. You know, junkie with two E's. Of course. Of course. junkies got to have their E's. (laughs) And pretty much this article is about how an obscure six hour ambient record is terrifying a new generation on TikTok. Quote, unquote. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. So I've I've spoken to you about this artist before. The artist's name is The Caretaker, which is an alias for uh, Leland James Kirby. So in 2016, he pretty much started putting out this series of music. There was six different albums called Everywhere at the End of Time. So pretty much, like, it was broken up into six different parts. The whole thing is called Everywhere at the End of Time. Anyway, so it's like each one was its own stage. Mm-hmm. So he had kind of laid the groundwork with this kind of sound That's that definitely is is you know, very unique and very highly regarded within the ambient music community. Okay. So where it's a big deal. Yeah. So he basically put he basically takes like jazz or like ballroom dance the dance room um tracks and loops them. Like we're talking like really obscure records and mm. loops them and he's got like all like these ambient kind of um scratches and pops and stuff like that, that go along with the records. Cool. Like they're they're very haunt, it's very haunting music to listen to. And really the key album that I think everybody should listen to and for me it's one of my all-time favorite albums is an empty bliss beyond this world. And that album was kind of like the one that he was inspired by the dance hall scene and Stanley Kubrick's The Shining and when you listen to it you could definitely definitely feel that.
1: So teenagers are doing drugs to this what's what's the deal now
0: <laughs> so what ended up happening is that it ended up turning into a you know pretty much you know how like there was the Tide pod challenge and stuff like that it was <laughs> ending up be, it ended up be, with with uh, the caretakers music here it ended up becoming a challenge to try and listen to all six hours oh, through and through gotcha. uh, everywhere at the end of time Now, the thing is with...
1: So the album is six hours long and teenagers are trying to listen to it in a full six hours.
0: Yes. No breaks, just... Yeah. Okay. And then they're recording themselves. But here's the thing about this album that needs to be mentioned. It starts out kind of haunting, ends up kind of getting eerie, and then basically it really starts breaking down to the point of just being noise. Okay. But there's there's a reason for it. Like this whole album is pretty much like it's representative of a person going through the stages of dementia
1: mm.
0: where everything makes sense and your mind slowly starts to deteriorate. It's supposed to pretty much represent all those different stages there. So there's like a greater meaning behind it. Um, it's just one of those kind of things like it's 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 very much like uh, an art piece at okay. points.
1: So teenagers aren't understanding it and they're just like freaking out and turning it off.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. And while the final stage of this album has been out for over a year, the project had really started like almost like, I don't know, half a decade ago.
1: Wait, wait, wait. So it's one album being released over time?
0: It's, 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 you can listen to the whole thing like all like front to back it's on youtube like all six hours it's okay. got like three million views or something like that and i don't know how many of those views are from this recent tiktok trend but pretty much it's like he split it up into six different stages okay so interesting
1: yeah. well of those teenagers what yeah. will they think of next
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's you know so Teenagers started posting videos of them going through it and describing their experience about it, you know, thinking like, you know, pretty much saying, like, oh, is this music sad? Is it depressing? You know, is it making me cry? All like all those kind of stuff. It's it's very, very interesting to see how that was going down on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok personally, but pretty much they were encouraging their these these people who were listening to it, they were encouraging their friends to see how much of the album that they can go through before giving up. Got it. So it hence why it's a challenge. So it's one of those kind of things challenge like, fitting 6 hours of
1: footage into a 1 minute TikTok. Oof.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because you know, it's it's one of those kind of things where I think it's great in a way that more people are finding out about this artist because I think he's such a unique artist and what he did was just so important and just it it really is it really can be very effective at an emotional level um the album that i mentioned before an empty bliss is one of those kind of albums that i could come to again and again and still find something new even even though it's like on paper so simple it just sticks with you like it, it really does. And if you, and if you listen to a six hour album, which, which I have, I've never done it front to back, but I definitely have listened to the whole thing just because I, I don't know. I, I can, I can listen to it You a wanted lot of to be cool stuff. like those
1: teenagers. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to brag about that. I mean, hats off to anybody who listened listen to that for six hours. I don't think I can listen to any album for six hours. Oh God. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, the Justice
1: League movie is only going to be four.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a challenge for Adam. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: challenge me to get me to turn on the TV to watch it.
0: (laughs) It's like it's like it's both a good and a bad thing. That this happened, right? Because it means that, hey, more people are being exposed to this great artist's music.
1: Right. I, I'm i sure some teenagers are using it like that, but the majority of what's going on on TikTok, I think it's just a fun, like, listen to this creepy thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. kind of thing. I mean, that's great that they're listening to it,
0: but. Yeah, I that that and that's the negative behind it. Mm. It's like turning this music into a challenge when there's a greater meaning behind who it. Who becomes
1: the caretaker now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think just turning into a, cal- a challenge kind of downplays the purpose behind the album. And maybe there are some people who are gonna find out the purpose and then realize like, oh, okay, you know, that's that's really interesting or that's really powerful or. That
1: reminds me of the uh, on the best show. The other podcasts that I really like, um, they used to do the Frankie Teardrop challenge, where you have to play Frankie Teardrop in a place and like try to get through it. It's basically the short version of that, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's just very interesting that this did happen because that's such an obscure artist to kind of make the rounds on TikTok.
1: Yeah, and it also just proves you know anything can go viral no matter what it is. And speaking of which, we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> And Google. We have a website, which is g4dpodcast.com.
0: You had that twinkle in your eye right before you were going to do I was that. like, I feel it. I feel <laughs> it. you up. Like, all right, all right, I got this.
1: <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening.
0: We'll be back next week. and Oh, wait, one more thing. What? There's one more thing that we got to bring up before we go. What? I guest starred on a podcast. That's right. But yes, I did. That's right. John guest starred on a podcast. What was it called? Waypoint Set waypoint set yep my good buddy cj and christina great great people really enjoyed recording the new episode they're back after a hiatus really enjoyed talking to them about music and other pop culture cj is a really great guy he's actually also based here in florida too as well awesome well thank you to our new friends yes we love to have them on too they'd be a lot of fun to talk to definitely as well they also have a good taste in music like we do and I just really had such a blast on there. Check them out. Waypoint set podcast. They are on your major.
1: They're uh, on everything. Podcasts.
0: Yeah. I believe I believe they're on everything. I know that they are on um, Apple Podcasts for sure. But definitely check it out. That episode should be dropping. What is today? Today's Thursday, so it should be dropping Friday. So pretty much by the time this episode drops. It's it'll already up
1: there. there. Go check it out. Listen to John. Yeah. Support.
0: Yeah, definitely support local podcasts. The great people love their passion that they bring to the podcast. And they always have on good guests. And they're always talking about latest stuff in video games, which I had more time to play. But that's he honestly got me back into video games personally. Like his excitement about for certain, certain video games has made me want to play those video games. Cute. Will, will I have the time to do it? Probably nope. not. <laughs> hey, at, least he, at least the thought
1: occurred in your head.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's effective because he makes me want to play
1: these games. <laughs> there you go. Well, check them out. And also, thanks for listening to us yeah. here on G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for discussion. discussion. See ya.
0: Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username g4d underscore podcast drop us a line at g4d at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions general questions or business inquiries
1: you can find our podcast on itunes and john and i would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show may your cup and heart always be full of coffee good music and cliche motivational ending sentences thanks